Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. <laughs> it's always hunting season. That's right, Walt. This guy hit a ball at least seven blocks. How do I know? It conked me right on the head. Sure it hurt. But what's a fractured skull if it's good for baseball? <laughs> I was tipped off about this guy from some of the kids around the neighborhood. His name is a Mr. Herman Munster, and he lives on Mockingbird Lane. Don't worry about it, Walt. I'll have his name on the contract first thing in the morning. Oh, is this Munster character going to be swept right off his feet with the most sincere, lovable, charming personality... What do you mean, who am I sending? I'm going myself. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind genre-defining Hunter Moon special edition of <laughs> the Monster Hunters. The only show that dares to shun anything uh, made within the last 60 years that may be of quality on a streaming service. We mm -hmm. say nay and watch it. Watch a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter sitting at the monster, the monster-headed Frankenstein. Boy, it's a table in the shape of Frankenstein's monster's head. Oh, I, or, I just had it. I just thought I had a Frankenstein monster. It's head a on table it. with a with Frankenstein monster head on it. He's got his traps, he's got his musket. And he's wearing his coonskin cap. It's Shun DMC himself. Whoa. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, with that, I think I look like one of the um one of the fat boys when they're in disorderlies. I think one of them were <laughs> one of those, but I was thinking hey. more like Davy Crockett, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but hey, what's up, everybody? I'm KG and I am a Shunning Monster Hunter. And then sitting across the table, I'm assuming he's there because I can't see him with all the camouflage on. <laughs> it is the Dr. Dre of Kansas. Terry. That's right. Hello. I'm stepping out of the shadows, revealing myself fully just for this one <gasps> moment for, for my host to see. I'm covered in shrubbery and <laughs> yeah, just everything. Anyway, it's weird how it blends in with the Monster Hunter's compound mm -hmm. in this room that we're sitting in. But uh, it, it works really well. And yeah, I'm a monster hunter and off I go back into my corner. Oh, nice. Where the gentlemen fuck did he go? Jesus. I made reference to it. And we're definitely dressed for the occasion. But we were recording this episode during a full moon. And not only is it a full moon, but it's a very special full moon. It is the hunter moon. Yes. Uh, it's the moon that signifies, yes. hey, harvest your crops. Hey, <laughs> go out and hunt some meat for the winter. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here. <laughs> that's right and I, I want some uh some frankenstein monster meat that's always my, my yes. favorite mm. i want to huh. go boar hunting and we'll get more into that later mm, okay oh yeah, yeah uh yeah um I, I recently saw a thing online that for your cats now you can get um tasty human flesh uh, it's like a special halloween thing for that so i mean i'm sure that's something that comes up during monster hunting uh, or under the hunting moon i should say Cats eating people? I don't think they're actually eating people. I think they're artificial people. Yeah, yeah. Because then it says it's like turkey, chicken, 
something else. Okay. Yeah. Well, who's to say people don't taste like turkey chicken? Well, it's the only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. Lamb and rice. Who knows? I don't know. Let's do that. Well, you know, it is the hunter's moon, you know, the most dangerous game. Not Frankenstein's monster, but the man who created Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein mm-hmm. himself. Yes, that's who we're hunting this time. <laughs> Terry, do you know where the fat boys are? No. <laughs> yeah. They're a rap group back in the day. They're back. And they were uh, fat. And you know, oh, they can never be is whack. that the the song that plays the Doughboys always play a song at the end of yep. all their live shows. That's the Fat Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, the that's a good song. The Fat Boys are back. Yep. You yep. know they can never be whack. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead now, though. Dude. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe yeah. we'll see them one skooma trip. But before uh, we can do a skooma trip, <laughs> we have to light a candle, shuffle down this hallway of low-hanging fruit, cobwebs, rat shit, and Twizzlers. Still don't remember why there's Twizzlers. But I do remember to, that to, there was to get the rats. Yes, it lures the rats in to get the <laughs> shit because <laughs> the shit's there for ambiance. Yeah. Uh, th- through down the hallways, open the creaky gate, creepy gate, creep, creepy and creaky gate into the cathedral space, uh, known as. Oh, does this have a name? This room? Oh, uh, I don't know. But while you think about it, I'm going to push these ghosts around so they can't. Yes, yeah. No stationary ghosts. That's right. It's my get get moving, get moving. They feel solid here, pal. Yeah, they regain corporeal form. Uh, I'm gonna race over to the shelf real fast. Uh, Indiana Jones's comings and leavings are there. (laughs) Burst them off to the side. Uh, with a hanky, of course, I would never touch it with that. Oh, God, yeah, I always wear gloves when I come to this room. Yes, <laughs> um, skim sanitizers past... over here, too. If you need. Okay, good. <laughs> skim past the movie to book translations, pull off the giant leather bound tome. I don't know why I made that noise coming out. Someone needs to grease the books. Uh, <laughs> open it up, hmm. dust it up, uh, drop to a knee, present it to Keith, altar boy to priest style for the. Almanac. Oh my gosh, this Hunter's Moon's fucking with my head. <laughs> uh, right when I started talking, I realized Derek, he didn't start the stopwatch. Oh, as his tradition. As his tradition, a, the ceremonial stopwatch has started. So we can see if we can set new records this week. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> um, and now it's time for the Monster Hunter's Almanac factoid tidbit shit sheet song of the week. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, and gather around as we are going to check out. Uh, that was more for the ghosts in the back. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Get over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, don't insult them. Uh, oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, we are going to check out. Uh, we're, we're still in the Universal book. Uh, this time, though, we're in Universal 1113, The mm. Invisible Man. Oh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this. Does he play checkers in it? Do we know? Uh, I'm, I would hope he did. Or or maybe or maybe drive people around at least yes yeah uh, so we got the Invisible Man it came out in November thirteenth nineteen thirty three a quick one hour and eleven minutes man these Universal folks um, they did it right they did it right all these movies are nice and mm. short mm-hmm. it had a budget of three hundred twenty thousand thirty three dollars estimated and grossed twenty seven thousand one hundred five dollars <laughs> man that is. A failed investment, if you ask me. <laughs> most of these that we've looked at have had, like, I think with the exception of Frankenstein, most of them have kind of bombed, but they're all considered like very, 
like they all get very good uh, reviews and ratings and mm-hmm. um, they're all considered like some of the, you know, the birth of horror. Uh, so it's a little interesting that they, they made yeah. nowhere near what their budget was, but and it's weird that they made like six more movies of each of them after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the one where it was like what his, his grandson is then going to fight Nazis using it. And yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this movie was directed by James whale. We talked about him once before, cause he did Frankenstein and he also did Bride of Frankenstein. He also did that. Uh, the Invisible Man. Those are his top three uh, overall rated movies on IMDb. The fourth is Showboat. Despite her mother's oh. objections, a naive young daughter of a showboat captain is thrust into the limelight as the company's new leading lady. Fits, fits right and perfect with those other three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of branched out there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, by everyone, everyone should know this is based on H.G. Wells' novel. This screenplay was done by R.C. Showboat Sh- is? Oh, it no, is not, not, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this was based on the H.G. Wells novel and the screenplay is by R.C. Sheriff. Now, when, apparently when Sheriff came to Hollywood and they had him come in to write this film, he's like, hey, has anybody got a copy of this book I can read? And they're like, no, we don't. But here's 14 different treatments done by previous writers on the project. <laughs> Uh, apparently, one was set in uh, Tsarist Russia. Another was set on Mars. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he eventually went to a secondhand bookstore, found it, read it, and uh, just was like, yeah, this is kind of good as is. <laughs> That's insane mm. that they just like, here, here's some previous scripts that people wrote. Like, I mean, mm. couldn't they just give the guy like pay? I don't know. I guess maybe books were super expensive back then, but just give the guy the book to read. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was good that that apparently um, they liked this because uh, that was a closer adaptation to the book because H.G. Wells had script approval. Oh, really? Yeah, we sold the rights. He got script approval for that. Cla- Claude Rains plays Dr. Jack Griffin, a.k.a. The Invisible Man. Um, he, his only acting role previously was a silent film called Build Thy House in 1920. What's it called? Build That House? Build Thy House. Oh, Thy House. Yeah, yeah it was like a HGTV from 1920. <laughs> Move that yeah. bus, and then yeah, the show the house they built. It's a log cabin. Uh, he's, I mean, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, but most notably, he was in Casablanca. He's in Lawrence mm. Arabia. He's in Mister mm. Smith Goes to Washington, Notorious, and The Avengers of Robin Hood. Nice, wow. Uh, Gloria Stewart plays uh, the female lead, Flora Cranley. In this, in addition, to being in this, she was also in the Invisible Man TV show that came out in like two thousand one. Oh, really? No, no clue what the hell that is. I yeah. say there's an Invisible Man yeah. TV show. Apparently so. It's really hard to find. <laughs> All right, we're done for today. I'm, I'm, that's it. No, uh, but uh, Gloria is most known for playing uh, Rose, old Rose, I should say, in Titanic. Mm. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, this one had uh, some great taglines such as H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells is a fantastic sensation. H.G. Wells is fantastic out of this world show. Wow. Uh, catch me if you can. <laughs> nice. You'll hardly believe what your eyes won't see. Uh, that uh, was uh, an ad in um, the Republican press. I like that. Out one. of Salamanca, New York. And over in Syracuse print ad, they put he's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Catch him if you can. Mm, that sounds like Dr. Seuss. I don't like that one as much. Uh, so just I didn't realize there was that many taglines to, to a thing, but. And then most of them are not even all that great. Well, they weren't terrible. <laughs> no, but I mean, like H.G. Wells, yeah. Wells is fantastic sensation and fantastic out of this world show. That just seems like something else. They that's not a tagline. That's just part of the ad. I, yeah. That's what that feels to me. So I guess they're just like hoping that people recognize the name and want to go because of that. Mm-hmm. 
so in order to achieve the effect that Claude Rains wasn't there when his character took off the bandages, James Whale had Rains dressed complete dressed completely in black velvet and filmed him in front of a black velvet background. Whoa. Yeah. And although he is the lead in the film, his character being on screen for 95% of the entire film, he only appears for about 20 seconds, like where you mm. actually see his face. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I think it's at, mostly at the mm. end, too, where he like yeah. comes back to visibility. Yeah, uh, he, he uh, they bring him back. Um, I think he gets killed in the movie. In the book, he does not. And so the last 20 seconds, when you see him again, uh, he's the only actor in the film whose character is identified in the credits. Uh, they're not told which roles the other actors play, even though the cast is listed twice at the beginning and at the end. Uh, one yeah. time it lists him as the invisible one. The other time it lists him as the invisible man. Yeah, the good cast is worth repeating again or whatever they always mm-hmm. say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was from uh, what? Frankenstein. Yep. yep. Yeah. Now, uh, you can never guess who Universal's original choice to be the invisible man was. Boris Karloff. Yes, it was. <laughs> but he was said to have turned it down because uh, he would not be seen on screen. I guess in reality, it had to deal more with a quarrel with James Whale that uh, broke up the relationship and the director decided he wanted someone with a more intellectual voice instead of his list. Mm, wow. Yeah. Um, there's apparently a reporter in the movie who offers suggestions to police on like what's happened. Uh, and he was played by Dwight Fry, who is also known for Renfield and Dracula. Fritz and Frankenstein and Carl uh, Glutz in The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, sweet. I didn't know that was the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, this movie has a total body count of 122 people. There are four, <laughs> four murders depicted directly on screen, 18 search party members off screen, the derailment of a train, which results in 100 deaths. So in total, uh, Dr. Griffin kills 122 people before he is killed, making one of the most bloodthirsty villains in the old universal picture <laughs> horror films. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he's kind of a maniac. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when the film was released on uh, home video, something Terry probably has, uh, Universal Studios replaced a snippet of music heard on the radio um, at the beginning because they couldn't get the rights to the original music, so they had to replace it with uh, sound of a newspaper and a door latch. However, what? in the Blu-ray in 2012, they were able to get the music and everything put back in there. That's really weird. Huh. They couldn't yeah. get the right. Maybe it was like music that they're using from a different movie or something. And then they like. Yeah. Like Swan Lake is used in a couple different movies. Um, uh, so okay. it might just have been a thing there. Gotcha. And okay. uh, the last thing I have here is that at some point in time, during the movie, Griffin says he must conceal himself for an hour after eating as undigested food is still visible. He also says he can be seen in mist or fog. Uh, but by that logic, we should be able to see the cigarette smoke in his lungs all the time he's smoking. Um, and it's not visible during the movie, even mm. though he smokes mm. um, quite, quite a bit. Dang. Wow. Well, yeah. There goes my immersion. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, Visible Man. That's like that's one of my favorite. I think that is my favorite Universal monster movie. That that one's yeah. just so good. Claude Rains is amazing. And like he just goes insane. And he his he's not yeah like you say he's not even on screen. He's just doing it like a voiceover thing. But mm-hmm. it's it's just really it's really really good. Yeah, I read the um I read the book just a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, was it you like it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I remember reading it back uh, in like middle school ish, and I haven't read it since. Uh, I remember liking it back then, but I need to revisit it because yeah, I'm. I love the the movie so much. Surely the the book's just as good. Mm-hmm. And actually, that uh, the new one that they just did with um, 
Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yes, yes. That, that actually wasn't too bad. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, they built up the tension really good in that one. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that very much. If I'm not mistaken, that movie came out in February of 2020. Yeah, that yeah. was the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> just crazy. Yeah, ew. Yeah, but. Now, yeah, I really like that movie. It mm-hmm. was very tense. You never knew if there was an invisible man there or not. Oh God, that's I guess that's the horror of the invisible man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I do that is, that is supposed to be the whole point. I think they nailed it. <laughs> wow, yep. I've really deconstructed yeah. this mm. this concept. Wow. Uh, and uh, that about wraps it up, though. Let me grab the book. Back to you. Here you go. And that is the starter's pistol once again. We're off to the races. Da, 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 da. Up the stairs, past the staff, out the door, (laughs) down the sidewalk, over the 13th and 15th step. There's a crack under the lollipop bridge. Oh, Keith, every time, every time. Uh, It's Creaky Gate. Thanks, Dave Champa, under the lollipop bridge. Um, (laughs) We need to have a new guardian. Uh, Mm. We had the centaur last week. I think her name was. Isabel, I don't remember. Mm, she well, was, it's better to forget with her at us this for point. so such a short amount of time. Yeah, she didn't even accrue uh, any PTO. She was here for such a short time. <laughs> That's right. Her benefits uh, hadn't kicked in yet, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Previous was Mister Tinkles, who was great until he decided to bite Keith. Uh, mm-hmm. That was man. I I didn't enjoy being there when they had to put him down. But, yeah, uh, it was required by the state. So. But he, yes, um, we, there had to be at least 10 witnesses to the death of Mr. Tinkles. Mm-hmm. And Keith volunteered the three of us. It was gruesome. I don't want to get too much into it, but mm-hmm. one shot did not do the trick. <laughs> Mr. Mm-hmm. Tinkles. I mean, if you've if you ever seen Legend with Tom Cruise, you, you get what they had to do. So. Oh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we just have an unguarded boat. So I guess we'll have to put an ad in the paper. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Need boat guardian because we're going to mm-hmm. hop on. Captain Terry's going to take us out three miles into international waters. And then we're going to dive deep, deep down towards the gates of hell for another edition of Scuba. All right. So we got a, an, a re- reoccurring director here, Jerry Paris. He's back mm-hmm. once again. He's we back. Have- we had him last time mm-hmm. and, you know, we did that. He did that one episode where grandpa gets turned into a bat, gets traded off into a science laboratory and yes. is going to be sent to space. Um, uh-huh. Classic. The sad part about this is the last time we'll be talking about him. He doesn't oh. direct any more monsters after this. So, well, saying so. I know. <laughs> so sad. Um, so I figured we ought to pay our respects, you know, take a one final look at his work. Uh, you know, uh, let's talk about some of his greatest hits. So he directed... I snuck a 40 into the skooma. We can pour some out into the, <laughs> the, the deep waters here. Out into the bows of the ship. Yes. Yeah. Pour it out through the, the uh, what we normally send the torpedoes out. But yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the torpedo chute, mm-hmm. launch a 40 out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it gets to him, you know. Yeah, yes. somewhere. Somewhere out there mm-hmm. in the deep. Um, he directed 84 episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show, and he was mm-hmm. an actor in 39 of these episodes. Oh, or not, uh, not of those episodes, but of the show. He acted first and then he started directing. Um, he even won an Emmy for his efforts on the seasons that he did direct. So, oh, he actually got pretty good at it, I guess. This is so, an award winning director we have here. Huh? Yes, I, <laughs> I didn't notice it until this week, but I'm glad I did. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he also, you know, we talked about last week, he did. 
the police academy sequels two and three mm-hmm. a few of them very minute in the grand scheme of police academy he did a couple of them but yes. uh Re- rewarded properly <laughs> yes he made a cameo even in the third movie so hmm, pretty cool back to his acting roots again but honestly that's about his biggest hits he doesn't really have any crazy stuff like a lot of the people we talk about on the show. Mm. i really did some digging trying to find something wild eh, not really so i think that's kind of honestly a little bit respectable like wow good for him yeah good i can for him, i can, for sure. I can pull out some skeletons from his closet to to talk about there's no like you know talking dog movie or any sort of like <laughs> gorilla man going around murdering people so <sighs> lame very lame yeah. eh. So, you know, let's give them the, yeah, like, let's give them the old Monster Hunter salute, shoot those, uh, whisk that whiskey out of those <laughs> torpedo barrels, yep. and um, we'll just drift on past and go deeper. Yep. Rest in peace, my friend. He's dead? I can only assume so. But, uh, <laughs> I, I would only hope he is. Yes. God, yeah, he, he, he can never hear this. Um, so the teleplay <laughs> is by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. The story uh-huh. credit 1986, was... by the way. He's been he's been gone for a while. Oh, for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Police Academy has killed him. Yeah. <laughs> it was his last thing he did. Yes. Yeah. 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 O- almost did the same to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot like the ring in that way. You watch it and you got seven days before you're, <laughs> yep. you're taken out. I wonder if uh, like Michael Winslow made sounds <laughs> at his funeral. <laughs> oh, did the, 20, did the 21 gun salute for him? Yeah. Oh, That's my best Michael Winslow. I'll be honest, that guy was amazing when he, when he first yeah, he was. Come out. He was awesome. That's my helicopter. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's Michael Winslow. When he's doing the radar in, um, in Spaceballs. Mm, yeah. There it is. I'm really good hey. at it. Yeah. You can't even tell that I'm not Michael Winslow sometimes. Uh, yeah, I have a hard time differentiating you two, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're in the same room, everyone's confused. <laughs> Separated yeah. at birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always hate it when that happens. When Derek and Michael Winslow are just hanging out together and I come into the room, it's like, oh, God, these two. Yeah, I'm never going to be able to tell them apart. I'm always calling them by the wrong name. They laugh, make weird noises at me, and I have to leave. <laughs> and never yeah. correct you either that you called nope. them the wrong name. <laughs> I never nope. know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> So yeah, teleplay by Joe Connolly, Bob Mosher, story credit to Dick Conway. Uh, you know, that's the Beaver Squad again. Um, yeah, Beaver Squad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this whole story by thing has been kind of more and more common, I feel like, in this, where it's like, mm-hmm. I think you're right, Derek, some guy just shows up and it's like, hey, I've got an idea. Nobody else liked it. Let's try it or something like that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll write that down. Yeah, um, very, very well could be. These three have done a whole lot of work, not only on the monsters, but leave it to be there. Beaver, hence their <laughs> famous nickname. Uh, I've been looking through Dick Conway's writing credits, and he did a whole lot of animation toward the ends of his career. He wrote all 13 episodes of a show called Blast Off Buzzard, oh. which is, have you guys heard of it? No. Mm. I was hoping you were to say Karate Kid or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. This is um, basically a Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner ripoff, except for with a buzzard and a snake. <laughs> a huh. buzzard and a um, snake? Yeah, the snake is named Mortal Crazy Enemies. Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I assume the, the buzzard's name is Blast Off or something. And the snake is called Crazy Legs. He doesn't have legs. So, it's kind of an ironic thing. Um, I'm not really sure what the buzzard's like deal is. Like, does he want to eat the snake? Is he just like have murder in his heart and wants to kill the snake? I don't know. 
but each episode is only about six minutes long. So I just watched the first one, uh, which is called Buzzard, You're a Turkey. So at first, the buzzard, he tries the direct approach of just kind of flying headfirst into the hole that Crazy Legs lives in. Uh, he ends up going down the wrong tunnel, flying out cartoonishly and ends up in like a dumb dumpster area and like just starts bouncing around into things. So naturally, he then tries to build an oil rig to drill into the hole. Uh, but he's a horrible like architect and it just crumbles as soon as he turns on the drill. But he does strike oil, so he's probably rich. Uh, that doesn't satisfy the buzzard, but he does try to outsmart Crazy Legs. He starts a small business tour thing, like he tours the desert, and Crazy Legs is very interested. So the buzzard takes him to a rock that's carefully balanced on top of like a little mountaintop thing. Uh, and so then he goes up there, and he wants Crazy Legs to take his picture. He goes up there, he poses, and while Crazy Legs leans into the camera, the buzzard, he, he pulls off his most fiendish scheme yet. He starts to push the rock down while he's distracted to crush the snake. But unfortunately, the rock falls the opposite direction and it chases him around. It's a train at one point, and eventually the buzzard ends up on top of water tower. There's a lot of other things that happen before he gets up there, but it would take me too long to talk about. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. but, of co- but of course, Crazy Legs gets his picture at the end when he's at his most uh, humiliated. He's dripping wet from the water tower. Yeah, and I don't think the buzzard liked that. So, you know, there's a couple more attempts that he does and he's taking the snake around, showing him all these sites, trying to use them to his advantage, but somehow Crazy Legs keeps getting away. Finally, he pulls out all the stops and he takes him to a rocket ship that's about to take off, I guess. Um, he's like, oh, Crazy Legs, get in there, you know, let's, uh, let's just take a look inside. So, of course, the snake all excited goes in and the buzzard pulls the lever to take off and it doesn't work. So he gets annoyed, goes into looking stuff. Crazy Legs gets out, and you guessed it, the rocket takes off and crashes into a mountain. So yeah, um, I, I was kind of confused. So see, this is why I'm like, did he want to eat the snake, or did he just want to like kill it and get rid of it? Because sending it off into a rocket, like heading to space, probably you're not going to eat that thing. I don't know, but anyways, yeah, that's a little <laughs> preview of the the gold that. <laughs> That old Dick Conway is capable of in the animation department. <laughs> if given enough breathing room, Dick Conway can conjure up the craziest shit ever. Yes. <laughs> a buzzard trying to fight a snake called Crazy oh Legs? That's a brilliant, yeah. It is. No, it so. only got 13 episodes. It's I probably, I'm assuming Ooh. it's because Dick Conway said, I think I've told the whole story. <laughs> There's nothing more I can do with this. That's right. Anything I mean, after this would just be that. I would just tarnish yeah. the name of the original season. The yeah. networks were clamoring for more and more. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah. 13. That's as much as it gets. Hmm. I know a show that likes to do a uh, cover of cartoons that have 13 episodes. So yeah, there you go. Oh, blast off buzzard. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I have, do not envy you. Although they're only six minutes, Keith. So you probably would like that. Oh yeah, uh, you can crank through oh, that. Geez, no problem. I, well, I could keep that maybe under forty-five minutes. Then. <laughs> you could um, try. Yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple guest stars. We got Leo <clears throat> Drocher. Is that her name? His name? Leo, yeah. Yeah. Which and Elroy Crazy Legs. Hirsch. He's not related to Crazy Legs the Snake. Uh, they play themselves in this. Yep. So Leo Dorcher, he was a baseball player for the Dodgers. 
And he, you know, did a small run of guest appearances on TV shows. My favorite being the clip that Derek showed us a while back uh, on, a, it's a, on a show called Mr. Ed, which is about a talking horse. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, uh, to sum the clip up is I guess the horse wanted to be a baseball player. I don't really know. But he's there on the baseball field and he ends up batting this epic home run. Everybody's amazed. And he does this incredible slide to home base. It is amazing. Yes, it, it is a great clip. I was I watched that a couple of times when I figured out he was in that episode. I'm looking at this like he's listed as an actor for eight credits, but then he's listed as himself for 68 credits. Yeah, but like yeah. In a lot of. But in all these ones, he's he's uh, he's just basically he's still just playing himself. In like the Mr. Ed one, or he was on the Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. the Clampets and the Dodgers. And then he's in the Donna Reed show, play ball. I mean, very, very much typecast here during this time. Yes. But, but like, <laughs> as a baseball like, player. <laughs> but he's like, he, he goes from like, he's got all these credits as, as himself, but it seems like he's just doing the same thing that he does in all the rest of these. I think mm-hmm. the self ones are like him on like, like, like interviews and documentaries and like get like what are those like shows with game well, game the, shows? The, well, the Munsters <laughs> is listed as self. I don't know, uh, but I guess yeah, he's kind of a famous baseball guy. I'm not a big baseball person, so if you guys know more about this than I do, that's you know feel free to jump in. But he he actually started out playing for the Yankees in the professional leagues. Uh, he helped them win their second consecutive World Series. Then he went to the Cincinnati Reds, and he spent his career the rest of his career in the National Leagues. He played a few seasons with the Reds. He jumped to the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he captained the team and he won a World Series in 1934 with them. And then he was traded to the Brooklyn Dodgers. Then he started, tra- he did a transition to kind of more like managing and playing at the yep. same time. Uh, and he was kind of known for getting into arguments with like the president uh, that was in charge of the Dodgers. He was kind of notorious for like ordering his pitchers to hit the batters by saying, yep. like, stick it in his ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he seemed like do you want to know why? Why? Because, mm-hmm. well, there's that. And then there was also, I think Don 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 Drysdale, who was a pitcher for the Dodgers at the time. So in baseball, there's the intentional walk where you just throw four balls in a row so the batter can't hit them and they get a walk. And then Drysdale started a thing of like, well, I'm just wasting pitches and he would hit people instead. Oh. So, (laughs) you know, which gets the same effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. But DeRocher was a bit of an asshole, but I'm pretty sure he was the player manager or maybe just a manager when Jackie Robinson broke into the big leagues too. Yeah. I think I saw something about that. And he was actually like, I think he was more interested because he knew that guy was good and wanted like to make more money, mm-hmm. but he was pretty like, he was one of the well-known, he like, well, there was like a kind of a racial line or something that people were like a little uncomfortable with it for some reason. And he was like, I don't care if you're uncomfortable. It was, it was the forties in America. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and no black player had ever played in the big big leagues before. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So he 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 helped, he supported him in that. So that's yep. kind of cool. But yeah, he he does mention money being his reason for that. So mm-hmm. whatever, <laughs> he still did a good thing, I'd say. Yeah, uh, he's regarded he, as the best fielding shortstop of his day. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, he, he's also known for having money troubles. At least back in his early <laughs> days, he, <laughs> the managers would get mad at him. He's writing bad checks. Um, and he was notoriously uh, hanging out with a lot of gamblers and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. he did seem like kind of a weird guy. <laughs> Sounds about right. He's the yeah. first person to appear twice as a mystery guest on What's My Line. Mm, there you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Very popular man. 
We've also got Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch, no relation to the snake. Uh, he was a professional football player, sports executive, and actor. Uh, he actually, apparently he, he had like an unusual running style, which is why they called him Crazy Legs. I looked up a video on YouTube of him running just to see for myself what was so weird about it. It's like Flash in the Justice League. <laughs> he like runs in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, and he's like flinging his arms, arms out. Like, and... Yes, fully extending the arms to your side. Yes. Uh, no, it, I couldn't really <laughs> tell at first. Um, and luckily, there's a guy in the YouTube comments that had my same issue, and somebody linked him like a timestamp of why he's so crazy. And like his legs kind of like, I don't know, they kind of flail to the sides while he's running. It's very strange. Huh. Like once you notice it, it's like, oh, I guess that is kind of weird. Um, here we go. Uh, the Chicago Daily News is Francis Powers nicknamed Crazy Legs, saying he ran like a demented duck. His crazy <laughs> legs were gyrating in six different directions all at the six same time. Six different directions. During a 61-yard touchdown run uh, that solidified the win. So that does sound kind of like the like a maybe if not the flash, but like a cartoon character, who like you know, yeah. just you, you just see like a you know, the the legs just whipping around. Yeah, I read that he he liked the nickname and he said anything's better than Elroy. So I guess he didn't like his first name. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Crazy Legs isn't a bad nickname for a football player that runs the ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I like enough. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's uh, also kind of he, I think he's most well known for being in the Rams, Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams, um, mm-hmm. where he broke multiple NFL records. Uh, after his retirement, he actually he started doing TV and movies. Uh, he starred in a movie called Crazy Legs, where he played himself, actually, and it was a movie oh, about himself. So no, that's kind of cool. the worst. But, well, that's that's <laughs> good then. If he is if he's playing himself, but he's not the Crazy Legs are referring to, then, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's like yeah. That's the coach or something. <laughs> Why is the snake here? Huh? <laughs> he's play- yeah, he plays the Crazy Legs movie is actually about the uh, the buzzard animation show. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's about. And he plays there's a snake. A, there's a Crazy Legs convention in the movie, and he shows up at it. <laughs> yeah, he's the guest speaker. Five years running, uh, and he also he got some good reviews actually. Uh, from the local critic in Los Angeles times. And he's also in a movie called zero hour, which is, I guess the movie that airplane was spoofing. So mm. he didn't have a big role in that. I think he was the guy helping them land. I'm not exactly sure. He was a captain of some sort, uh, but yeah, he's gotten good reviews and he seems like he did okay as an actor transitioning from, you know, sports to actor. That does not, that's not an easy transition for a lot of people from what I've seen. So <laughs> good for him. Anyways, that's all I've got for the skooma. So let's slowly, you know, drift our way up. I know that the moon is a rising, so we really oh, got we got the need man. for speed, but we got well, to so just... one thing I did when we were down here just a little bit ago. I'm already on shore, but oh, I, okay. I yep. I, I launched a spear with a rope on it into the giant moon and pulled myself out. <laughs> Oh, you hooked onto the moon. Yes, I huh. did. The moon is so big and so close to Earth right now. <laughs> so, wait, are you on the moon? It's Moonfall. It's that movie Moonfall. The moon is attacking. Uh, wait, uh, oh, God, it's coming down to, to crush us? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, just get close enough for me to like mm-hmm. uh, grapple or repel from it. Man, right, yeah, so. man. We're going to have to activate the Moonfall contingency, boys. We gotta, I would, I've been planning on this for years. The compounds. <laughs> I, w- I wish this was a Moonfall podcast because I'd like to talk about I've never seen the movie. I never will. Uh, but I just want... <laughs> okay. Never say never. Uh, no, uh, Get those Patreon numbers up, people. We'll do the it. The first time I saw the trailer and the fact 
that they they don't ever say like Earth's oldest ally becomes its greatest uh, you know threat or something like that yeah. the moon right they did they, they never they blew it they totally blew that yeah yeah I mean that's like the biggest tragedy next to like you know when um, that famous Caesar guy got stabbed by all his buddies like yes that's like the moon coming down to destroy us we've been friends yeah. for years that, that's a it's the biggest betrayal in all of uh, all time. astronomy yes <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Could you imagine if the moon turned on us like that? I, I can't imagine. If it did, uh, I mean, what would I do? I don't know. I'd probably go cry in my room or something. <laughs> well, what if we were crushed by the moon? Yeah, you'd have no time to cry. <laughs> That's why I, most of it. Every night when I take the dogs out uh, to go to the bathroom one more time before going to bed, I, I look up at the moon. And I go, "Hey, buddy, hope you had a good day." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be <Bye> good. Moon. <laughs> would be cool mm-hmm. yeah, all right and if it gives you that knowing wink and nod you're like all right we're good for another day you go mm-hmm. back inside yeah. yeah well i'm already back on the shore i've been here for quite some time uh oh, and that's right. okay uh, me and Sorry the moon, about that. we're chilling it's all right you guys are just slow mm-hmm. uh nothing against you but i have the power of the moon in me today a <laughs> <laughs> uh, bunch all. of moon juice earlier and i'm mm-hmm. moon juice i'm jacked oh, yeah. up on moon yeah, well, milking the moon, I don't think he likes that, so I'd be careful. <laughs> milking the moon. It was a consensual milk. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Only on the hunter's moon, that we're allowed uh, to milk yes. the moon. Once a year, you can milk me, Derek. I said, thank you, moon. <laughs> well, yeah, because everyone knows that, that moon milk makes you strong for the hunt. So. Yes, it does. <laughs> and makes that delicious moon cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We always have yeah. to put some away just to, yeah, ferment in the basements of the Monster Hunters compound and then yes. sell on eBay for multiple uh, thousands of dollars. Yes, multiple thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. We're here. Season one, episode 29, Herman the Rookie, originally aired on April 7th, 1965. It says here, Herman is given a tryout by Leo DeRocher after his mighty drive sends a baseball sailing out of the park. Now this, this gents is the highest rated monster episode on IMDb. This one is wow. Okay, it is interesting. The, yes, eight point one on IMDb. It's that Derosha charm, I think. Dero- <laughs> Mister Derosha, um, <laughs> to find the highest rated episode we previously watched, you have to scroll down to. A walk on the mild side hmm. got a really? seven point seven. What was that one? That was with the bird on the head. <laughs> Thank and, you for asking. Um, yeah, uh, I remember Herman is in the park and they think that he's some sort of robber. Um, oh oh yeah. yeah, it's like that episode three. The, that's the mm-hmm. highest one was after, like before this. That, no, that we've seen. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. There's a bunch of other ones in between that and the this. Um, Locale Monster is number 16. Hmm. Um, Movie Star Monster, which we just watched, like is number one. 15. My uh, top monsters episode. So, yeah. So that's your top monsters episode. Well, this one's so far, we haven't talked 15 about this one. times better or 15 spots better. Yeah. It's Herman the Rookie. Uh, I didn't think uh, about to write down notes earlier, but uh, opening day of Major League Baseball was April 12th, 1965. So they timed this one perfectly. Oh yeah, they sure. Oh, did. that's some synergy. And wow. we're and we're doing it like right in the middle of the MLB playoffs. Yeah, the Mets were just eliminated from from base from World Series. Oh, uh, it's a good day. Hi, Harlan. Yeah, Harlan doesn't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this episode once again opens with the title card. That's yeah. two in a row. We had some different music. Yes. It was strange. That's Ooh, two weird. in a row. I don't know if this is a trend. We'll see if it continues. Last then last it, week didn't have the music with it, right? It was just it just showed up it as like the it was a card. variation of the Munsters theme. This one yeah. was not the Munsters theme at all. It had a couple of like uh couple like little bits that like it like was pulling it from almost like it was like a like a little bumper type thing like you yeah. play during the rest of the shows i, I dug it yeah but it, it's interesting because all of a sudden they start doing this for whatever yeah. reason but it, like it's not even like a season change you'd think like season two okay they're gonna try something different yeah. but like why do you think all of a sudden was it like a hip thing that suddenly like the techno like the trend of tv shows always showed at the beginning so they're like oh we have to do this i don't or know like People, know. Won't, people won't know what it is if we just open on the house. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Maybe that's what it was. People tuning right in. Maybe it was maybe these episodes were like had special lead-ins for the first oh, time ever. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, I, what's on yeah. now? The monsters. Oh, okay. You know, for mm. they should they should put it up every like five minutes or so just for people tuning in, just being like <laughs> the monsters logo just pops up. I've been thinking about it more. Yeah. I think that's why Lily repeats what's happened in the episode so much. Because oh, yeah. You know, if you tuned in late, you have no idea what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and back yeah. then, you know, these streaming services that everybody seems so excited about, you can just rewind and do Pause, all this crazy rewind, stuff. Skip twenty, whatever. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I thought about that uh, like an episode or two ago. I, I kept forgetting to bring it up because you mentioned again. They're like, "Oh, here's Lily with the recap," and I was like, "You know what? I bet like if somebody just didn't get turned on right away, yeah." And then, you know, luckily Lily was there to recap, but she hasn't been doing it lately. So no, she hasn't. People are, people are screwed. And since there's like 5 million episodes in the season, mm-hmm. they never did reruns. So you just never saw it yes. again. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to wait like 20 years. You never know. Yeah. I mean, if I miss something, I take out the disc, I put it back in, you know, and I restart it from <laughs> the beginning. That's the easiest way to do it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will often go turn off all the breakers in the house and then turn them back on. <laughs> so it resets. Mm-hmm. Starting mm-hmm. clean. Let's do it again. Yeah, that, that's that's the true, like the pure way to do it. Like yes, yeah, as is tradition. You know, like mine is. I feel like, oh yeah, you're right. I need to. I need to be better about that. I yeah, feel a Terry. Sorry. If, if being on the phone with customer services and technical support has ever taught me anything, <laughs> unplug, replug. Right. That's it. <laughs> that's true. That fixes anything. Yeah. It fixes any and everything. <laughs> I do that to myself every night when I go to yeah, bed. Oh, yeah. Literally, all of us, we unplug and we replug in the mm-hmm. morning. Oh, I never thought about this. Oh, maybe Comcast was right those many, many times <laughs> when my internet stopped working. <laughs> I just needed to unplug and replug everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They want you to go to bed and then wake up, wake up eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Just try get in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Comcast. Every, every <laughs> IT department ever has been telling you something deeper. Then. Yes. Yeah. It's it's more of an existential thing. Yeah. Have you tried unplugging and replugging yourself? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm going to try that next time I have a computer issue. I'm just going to get up from work. I'm going to walk home. We're going to walk home. I refuse to drive. That's right. Yep. All right. So here we go. Title card. Weird. Right. Yep. Then we open with Lily and grandpa in the living room. Not as weird, but what is weird, there's this giant thing in there. And I thought it was a circus tent because it had like mm-hmm. uh, alternating colors. Um, yeah. But it, mm-hmm. It's just a big chewed up ball. And Lily yeah. says something like, I'm tired of Eddie letting Spot 
play with us in the inside. Yeah, it was. It didn't look weird. Like I, that's not a good sign when I can't tell what it is. Like right away, I'm like, looking at this thing. Like, what is that? It looks. I guess it kind of has like. Well, it's weird because it's like a ball, but it's got like the like pattern of like a beach ball, which is mm-hmm. not. But it doesn't look like a beach. It's got like tufts mm-hmm. of hair coming out of it. Like yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I also thought it, like I I got a little distracted because I don't know, maybe they pushed the couch back a bit from mm-hmm. where it normally is. But there seemed like a lot of extra space. And I was like, is the couch not even there now? Like, no, mm-hmm. I caught it at the very end when they went, they went to like leave the scene and they moved it a little bit. Uh, I, I saw the edge of it, but I was like, oh, they pushed it way back just to put this thing there. And now it looks weird. Yeah. But you would only know that if you've been watching an episode a week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think whoever in the props department was winning for all of the giant mouse traps. <laughs> yep. It was like, well, now it's just getting too easy. So they decided to make up something new. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got this giant ball. What can we do with it? I'm like, oh. I like he's getting peer pressure. Dude, you keep winning all the contests yeah. with that stupid mouse trap. He goes, fine. Here, <laughs> yeah. ripped up giant ball. And somebody's like, oh, that's perfect. They bring it in. And he wins again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. rolling their eyes. Yeah. yeah. David wouldn't win so many if he did so many if he didn't have that giant mouse trap. Yeah. Oh, I could do it without the mouse trap, and I'll show you. It comes in with a giant ball. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. Uh giant ball. Lily's tired of Eddie letting spot play inside. Grandpa's, well, where is Eddie? Herman took him down to the park to play a little baseball. It's nice to have a father and son so close. And then grandpa says, I was close to my father. He used to give such wonderful advice, like always bury your mistakes. His mm-hmm. apparently his father never believed in divorce. Yes. <laughs> so like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's dark. It's, it's really very dark. dark. Killing your wives to get yep. out of marriage. Very <laughs> Uh, King Henry. I mean, at at least it wasn't just a normal like vampire joke. So, no, yeah, yeah. I guess now we kind of get an understanding of like where grandpa learned a lot of his kind of ideologies and stuff. So, so now we cut to Herman showing Eddie how to throw a curveball. And Herman's like, get a firm grip, and his grip is so firm it crushes the ball into dust. Yes, then I like that. Eddie's like, why don't you just hit a few flies? So, Herman grabs the bat. Tosses ball in the air. It's going up. He keeps talking. Eddie's watching it. Herman keeps talking, going through all the steps of how to hold a baseball bat, how to take a swing. And then Herman is explaining how to hit a baseball because there's a right way and a wrong way. And then the ball then bounces off of Herman's flat head. Yep. That was not the right way. Now watch <laughs> this. And so Herman grabs a bat. Uh, and the ball tosses it up and then like uncle rico hits a ball over some mountains <laughs> yeah. man he's like how much want? i bet i can hit a ball over the mountains and he he does it it just flies <laughs> the orbit basically yeah, yeah pretty much it's the sound gone. it makes is insane it's like, yeah yeah it's awesome so and that was at his last ball too well, short baseball season, huh? Eddie's face is amazing. He yeah, looks he mad. Loves, yeah, he's yeah. mad at that. Yeah. My dad crushed my other ball and then launched this one to a spot uh, unknown. Mm-hmm. And I still and I still don't seem to have a glove. And I've got to catch the ball in my teeth again. Mm-hmm. So yep. now we spin cut to two guys walking through this area. Uh, Charlie and Leo DeRosha. Leo DeRosha, the manager of the Dodgers. Can he win the division? Shit. We're going to, if we get a power hitter, we're going to win it all, baby. And then 
It's like, if we can get a power hitter, you know, somebody that can really hit the ball a long way will win the pennant. And as he's talking, the shot that Herman hit cracks him in the skull and he falls rightfully yeah. slow, right? Yeah. Falls to the ground. Good. It's like, oh, where's the nearest baseball diamond? There's a park eight blocks away. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, eight blocks? <laughs> so I Google it. A block is the average American block is 500 feet long. Oh, my God. So that's 4,000 feet, almost a mile, <laughs> just about a mile. Yes. And then I'm like, holy cow. So 40 football fields? Yeah. I'm like, Leo DeRocher should be dead right, right now. He got like hit with a baseball yes. traveling so fast <laughs> it went 4,000 feet. And then I'm like, oh, there's a formula. I can probably calculate how hard it was, how fast it was oh, going. Yes. And then uh, I, I kind of half know the math and half don't. So I got tired of looking for the solution and trying to figure it out. Just know that he should be dead right now. <laughs> it should have went straight through <laughs> yeah. his face. I'm it pretty sure. Went yeah. through his skull. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There should he should have John F. Kennedy right there. Like there should have been so oh, much brain oh, all over come the place. On. <laughs> his manager, yeah, his friend over there is just yeah. looking shocked. Just yeah. like, uh, and like he's trying to scoop up his head and put it back mm -hmm. in. It just oh, it should have been terrible, right? <laughs> oh, but it does knock him down. Don't worry, I'm all right. We need to find whoever hit that ball. Banger. Nice. Yeah. Anything shiny or polka dotty in this one, guys? No, it just seemed like a normal banger this time. Nothing yeah. too exciting, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. We get we cut back to what we opened up with. DeRosha. I like to call him DeRosha because that's what Lily calls him. It's Leo DeRosha. She she just can't say that ER at the end. So <laughs> DeRosha is on the phone explaining the situation. Yeah, it hurt. Blah blah. I'm gonna go find him. Fade yeah. two monsters at dinner. Mm, and yes. Lily is bringing in a roasted two-headed pig. And two heads? Two pit. And it's not two heads side by side. It's cat dog style. Yeah, There's what? a head in one direction and a head in another direction. I did not notice that. Really? Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted to go boar hunting. I want to catch one <laughs> of these cat dog pigs. <laughs> I do too now. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two heads are way better than one. Yeah. Herman goes, doesn't that look yummy? And then, yes. we, you know, that's like one of the very few times that we actually get a full look at what she's putting on the table, too. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's bringing in a pig. And they do a mm -hmm. zoom in on it. And it's not just a pig, it's two pigs. In Maybe one. it's like uh, human centipede style. They just sewed them together. There, there was like a piece of garnishment that went over the middle where like the the connection line would have been if you were to just take <laughs> two roasted pigs and put them side back to back like that. It's probably one of grandpa's dark experiments. It it probably is. Doesn't that look like yummy? And then mm -hmm. how was your day at the park, Eddie? Oh, it was real crowded, but by the time dad got up, it thinned out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then this weird statement for grandpa. Oh, by the way, Herman, Mr. Whatever his name is, Graveman or whatever. Uh, your boss called and mentioned how busy you are at work. Why the fuck would a boss call just to say that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we've been really busy. He talks to grandpa about yeah. it. Like, <laughs> Things must be jumping. And then Herman takes offense to that. No, we keep a tight lid on everything. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Maybe he just called like, hey, called to talk to Herman and be like, hey, man, like, we may need you to do some extra work, like maybe even here on the weekend and all, because it's going to be super busy down here. Well, Herman's already accounted for that because he's brought yeah. some paperwork home for the weekend. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we keep getting all these people with like holes in their head from baseballs. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Blunt force trauma. Yes. Um, but Marilyn's like, oh, he really loves you. Really love your job, Uncle Herman. And then he says, why nothing could drag me away from my job down at the parlor. Hmm. Nothing. Yes. Suspicious. Although we've seen him multiple times get dragged. Just willingly sort of just yep. give it up yes. at the drop of a hat. He's yep. like, when he was going to be a detective, I could yep. dump this dead end job. <laughs> like last week. Actor, dancer, yeah. uh, and radio enthusiast. <laughs> uh, oh, he wanted to do, uh, he wanted to become a hairstylist real quick. Yes. The, in that yes. one. Yeah. He's going to dump any and everything to get rid of that parlor job. Yeah. He even took hotel management classes. Yes. I mean, like, oh, mm-hmm. And Lily says, and in tw- 12 years, they'll give you a big banquet and a gold shovel. I'm assuming so, he's going to retire in 12 years. That's what I thought as well. It's like, okay, so he's going to be there and they think he's 65 at that point. <laughs> I guess. Or whatever, whatever retirement age is at, at that point in time, they're going to give them. And Herman does not look happy about that either. No, no. He doesn't want to be forced out. He doesn't want a gold shovel. He maybe, well, maybe he does. I don't understand. Oh, I thought he was just upset that he had 12 more years. No, or only 12. Oh, God, I could work there for another 100 if I could. Because I know sometimes I think about how many years I have left till retirement, and I just get that same look on my no, face. No, that's true. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Wish I had a gold shovel now. Mm-hmm. Just to hit myself over the head with. <laughs> yeah, and then bury myself. Well first, well, first you have to dig the hole. Then yeah. you have to stop over there with it. Yeah, you got to hit the right angle so you fall down into mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. Then you just got to get physics. a good friend to come yeah, fill it in for you. So. Yeah. You know, he said show Bob it just like stepping on so it cracks you in the face. I mean, it was in it was in the it was in the Monster Hunter like contract we all signed. So, mm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Double indemnity. Keith goes mm-hmm. first. <laughs> <laughs> Fade two. Derosha pulling up to one, uh, one, three, one, three, 13, 13 Mockingbird Lane. Oh, he sees the house. It's like, I gotta love baseball to go through this. He knocks and Marilyn answers normal. Cool. Yeah. And then I wrote something down a minute because he comes in and he's like, I've never seen a place like this in my whole life. Not even Brooklyn, which is supposed to get a laugh. And I think it kind of did because yeah. Brooklyn's dirty. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. My uncle Herman uh, has work, but you can talk to my aunt Lily because he wants to talk about business. And it's like, okay. So in comes Lily, and he's like, uh, he's kind of stunned at her appearance. I thought he was checking her out. Like, I, I thought he was into it. <laughs> I, I don't think he, I thought that at first, but then I realized mm. he looks a little disgusted. Hmm. Okay. He, yeah. He's thrown, he seems very thrown off by it. Yes. But he wants to talk, to talk to Herman about business. And she's like, oh, it's nice to know where you're going to go before you go. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in baseball. I don't understand that. She thought he was coming to talk to him about uh, um, how the where to be funeral. buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, to make his own funeral arrangements before. Uh, yeah, comes. I get it. OK, I thought it was a baseball inside joke. I just did. There is okay. definitely a joke coming up that I did not understand at all, but <laughs> I don't remember where it's at. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. He's in baseball. Husband's busy, but you can talk to my father first. She calls for grandpa. He appears in smoke. <laughs> Derosha is gone. He's hiding behind the couch. Grandpa knows yeah. who he is instantly. Leo Derosha. He's so excited. You could have knocked me over with a tombstone. Yeah, he. I mean, he just fanboys all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then I just realized that Leo Derosha is got in at the shallow end of the monster pool, right? 
Mm-hmm. He goes ankle deep with Marilyn. Then it's up to his knees with Lily. Then he's waist deep with Grandpa. Yep. Now here comes Herman, and he's about to drown. <laughs> yes, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about. That's it. exactly really what they him did. in. Yeah. yeah. Also, though, I mean, personally, if I went to somebody's house, and I was like, "Hey, I'm looking to talk to Herman Munster," and like, "Oh, he's doing something. Come talk to my aunt first. And then she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well, he's busy. Why don't you talk to my dad?" No, I can I please just talk to him? Well, Lily realizes. Well, now is the perfect time. Get Marilyn. Get Herman. So oh, she, this, this could be the new tactic. You know, they've noticed that people are going a little crazy every time they meet like Herman or somebody. So yeah. like, all right, from now on, any new guests that comes to the house, Marilyn goes first, then it's mm-hmm. me, then it's grandpa. And then we finally try out Herman. But what if they think it's the opposite? Like we're going from the most hideous to the yes. most beautiful. <laughs> that could be told. Yes, I could totally yeah. see that. Send, send Marilyn. She'll scare him off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Herman comes up from the basement via trap door. Derosha faints. Grandpa yep. yells at Herman for scaring him. That black suit, he must have thought you were an umpire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <sighs> yep. Fade to Grandpa slapping Leo DeRocher to wake. <laughs> Just psh, 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 psh. wake up, wake up. Lily hopes he's okay. Doesn't like the way the color is coming back into his face. And then, of course, mm. we get the classic comedy bit of coming out of a sleep where you're talking to yourself. He was safe by a mile. Don't tell me. And he wakes up. Oh, the Rocher's awake. Don't worry. You're among friends. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Mm. <laughs> and then this is Herman, who you came to see the, the whole bit. Like, was that you? Yeah, of course. It's me. You know, like, like it confirmed that, it, yes, it was Herman hitting baseballs and one hit me from eight blocks away. And then Lily explains why you acted so strange coming inside. And then grandpa assumes immediately he's here to sue. Yes. And so grandpa, if you plan to sue, I can dig up 50 witnesses to prove we never left Transylvania. (laughs) And I'm assuming the dig is literal. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's like some zombie corpses or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All his ex-wives he'll dig up, you know, no, 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 no. Darosha has a business proposition for Herman and he wants to talk alone. Grandpa tells Herman, in case you need me, Herman, just give a howl. <laughs> Grandpa's going to mm-hmm. kill him again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like I will turn into a wolf and eat him. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, <laughs> hey, let me see that contract that comes along because we know yes. how contracts go on this show. So Marilyn, Lily, and Grandpa, they huddle up just out of earshot. Lily's like, well, the last time Herman talked to a man alone, he wound up buying a secondhand Edsel. Like, okay. Keith, do you have Edsel information? Uh, It's an old diesel vehicle that was, that failed miserably. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like an artwork, like stand. No, Mm. that's an easel. An An easel. Chrysler. It's a nice looking looking, uh, Ford, the Ford Edsel. Is it Ford? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice looking. It failed. Like it was a diesel something. I don't remember. Very. 50s, 60s. Mm, okay, yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool, but yeah. So Derosha Herman, have you ever played baseball before? Herman played a little second base, and when he, the way he said it, I thought it was suggestive. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I played a little, got to second base, right? <laughs> and then Derosha's like, well, you got to watch out for those spikes to the face when they're trying to break up the break up the double plays. Blah blah blah, and he goes, "You really are built. You're put together like a ball player." Well, that wasn't the plan. Just came out that way. (laughs) (laughs) Fade to 
Musters at breakfast. It's been a whole day now. Herman's going down to the ballpark to try out for the morning in the morning for the Dodgers, I guess. Derosher yeah. says he's got it in the bag. And Herman, very pleased. Oh, he's excited. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Eddie says, Oh boy, my dad playing for the Dodgers. Wait till I tell the other kids. Last week I told me you're gonna be a movie star. This week you're gonna be a baseball <laughs> player. Week before that, I told him we were going to Buffalo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, Grandpa's excited because there's big money in baseball. Yep. Herman is excited for the fringe benefits. I'm like, oh, baseball players are known for flings on the road with uh, horny coeds sort of situation. I thought that's what <laughs> oh, I was going God. for. Nope. He just wants to endorse breakfast foods, shave on television, sit in the audience at the Ed Sullivan show, and have him mispronounce his name. <laughs> Simple things in life are what Herman's here for. Mm-hmm. He loves breakfast. It'd be his dream to endorse breakfast foods. That makes mm-hmm. man, that's mm-hmm. a perfect job for him. They do eat a lot of breakfast. You're right. Mm-hmm. Frankenberry. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, I know there's a there's a Cheerios commercial out there that Eddie Eddie's talking and you know talking about how great Herman is, and it's because he eats his Cheerios. But I'm surprised they never had like an oatmeal commercial. Yeah, they do eat a lot of oatmeal. Like them, and I mean Wolford Brimley, a young one, but he still looks old enough to be on the show. And they could have been talking oatmeal the whole time. Could have been. Yeah. Now, Herman, excited. Fringe benefits. Grandpa wants that cash. Uh, mm-hmm. Marilyn goes, well, what about your job at the parlor? Mr. Gateman loves how Herman carries his mm-hmm. share of the load. And then we get this like big pontification here where Herman's <laughs> at a crossroads. The second time in a few weeks he's done this, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's trying to talk himself into being a baseball player. Yeah, you can tell he's, I mean, he wants to do the baseball. He's really talking himself that direction. Yep. Should he stick with the tried and true and security? Or basically, should he carpe diem that shit and try for the brass <laughs> ring? Yep. Grandpa goes, translation, the big ham thinks he can play baseball. <laughs> Here's the thing. These characters are so all over the place in these conversations because grandpa two sentences ago was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get the cash. Now he's like, this idiot thinks he can play baseball, which is it? Which (laughs) is true. That's Mm -hmm. true. I think he just, he wants any opportunity to needle Herman. You know, he's always trying to, all the, all the whole family likes to shut down Herman's dreams. So always, I think this is just him. You know, he's, he, he he was excited, but then, yeah, he kind of fell back into his familiar tropes of being like, well, you're an idiot. You're never going to do that. Yeah. Yep. Also, this is so it, like you go back to like the ham radio thing. He really wanted to do that. And they all like kind of shit on him for that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well, now I'm going to do uh dance or I'm going to do detective work. It, it keeps uh, a movie star baseball but like he he's he's escalating every single time about fine you guys don't like what i want to do last time let's up at another level here <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go to college and play basketball nope we're gonna... he's gonna be an astronaut soon yeah he's gonna be a, a wrestler yeah. president of the united states mm-hmm. something oh yeah he's <laughs> gonna be a pro wrestler for a while there yeah i mean they're just gonna keep moving him what's the next biggest thing he can do after maybe playing professional baseball yeah, yeah, I think Derek Shryer, president, and then mm-hmm. yeah, king of the world, and then God. I think God, <laughs> God is the final. Yes, <laughs> the lords over us all. <laughs> Herman is kind of pissed though, because Grandpa, you know, did that. He's like, when I go down there, it's me. One, two, three strikes, you're out. And he throws an apple at the wall, and then 
the apple bounces off the wall and then explodes on Herman's face. The apple didn't explode on the wall. No, <laughs> I thought that was so weird. I'm like, is Herman's that. face that much harder than the, the pan that it bounced off of? I it don't know. Be. Yeah. You know, we saw him like hit, get hit by a car and just as like a brick wall, just standing That's there. True. So can't. Oh yeah. If, if a car crinkled like that, imagine what an yeah. apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, his body's like adamantium stronger than steel. <laughs> yes. It is and all the, the the physics warping that he does as well. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. But the apple should have really exploded when it hit the wall or the mirror or whatever. I agree. But instead, it exploded on his face. Nice. It looked cool. I like the. Effect. It did. Yeah, that was the last bit before the first commercial break. Come back for commercial two. Lily on the phone calling Herman's boss for some reason. Yes, hmm. and she's calling into work to let Herman let him know that Herman won't be in. Now, if the timeline's correct. I guess that'd be Monday. I don't know. I really thought when he said I'm going in to, this morning to try out that 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 was the Sunday of the weekend. So I hadn't called yet, or maybe it was like <laughs> he was already know. planning. I don't know. Yeah, it's hmm. weird. And why is Lily calling? Yeah, anyway, Herman. Lily's calling to say that Herman's not coming in. No, he's not sick. He's got an appointment for Leo DeRoche, <laughs> Mr. Leo DeRocha. Uh, no, he's not sick either, but he'll give him one of your cards. Yeah, I hope he'll be coming tomorrow unnecessary scene give miss get now this here's the joke i don't get then she goes oh give mrs gateman my my regards the last time i saw her she looked so natural yeah so is she she, dead she's dead dead. yeah Yeah. and he made her look great with his her his funeral home services then what kind of statement is that give her my regards i don't know it's It's weird weird. yeah not enough context for that joke i don't think yeah no but this scene you can cut the entire thing. <laughs> yes. No, no, you can't because this episode flies by incredibly fast. They think they needed everything possible to get it in there. But this, this serves zero purpose. Nothing happens. No, nothing changes from A to B on this. It's just she's calling the boss. Big deal. No one cares. We cut back. Well, then from there, we cut to the ball field. You can come back from the commercial straight to the ball field. Yep. That would have been better. Yeah. Hey, Leo, where's this prospect? Oh, he's getting his uniform on in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. He's no matinee idol, but it's the whole family. It's a weird setup. And then we get the unfortunate slur. They look like a bunch of slurs in the petrified <laughs> forest. It's the same slur they used in the detective episode. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm. Also, I kind of wish he would have like uh, then like break the fourth wall a bit. You know, it's like yeah, it's just kind of really whole weird situation over there, and then like pause and look at the camera for yeah. a second would have been would have been fun. It's the whole family. It's In, a weird instead setup. of that uh, instead of that other line. Yes. So then Eddie and Herman come out of the dugout. Herman in baseball uniform is awesome. Looks great. I love it. He is jacked. Yeah, he's yes. huge. They go up to Derosha. Who is what is this? Leo sees Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's smiling, showing his fangs. I can see the family resemblance. And this pleases Herman. He's like, <laughs> hell yeah, that's my boy. And then Eddie is so polite. He's like, oh, thank you so much, sir, for giving my father this terrific opportunity. Blah, 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 blah. All right, Herman, go up there and hit some balls. So Herman goes to take bang practice. He grabs all the bats, swings them around, grabs one, tries to. Oh, and he's so polite. He says hello to everyone. Hello, yep. hello, hello, hello. He <laughs> waves to the pitcher, says hello to the catcher. Tries to knock the dirt off his cleats, breaks the bat. And he's like, Herman's like, oh. And <laughs> runs over. It's like, it happens all the time. Just grabs our bat. So he gets in our bat. 
Herman's about to hit the ball. Though here's the windup and the not the pitch because Herman calls timeout. <sighs> it's just like the movie scenes now. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, where do you want it? He's like, I don't know. Hit over center field fence. Herman nods. And then he launches a ball about a million feet. Like yeah. yes. he hit that ball so far. <laughs> it was comical. And I guess mm-hmm. in the comedy, that's what you want. I guess that's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> he hit it. And it was like, and like mm-hmm. it should have caught on fire. He hit it so hard. <laughs> Yeah, the ball should be dust. Like it should yes. he hit it and just explodes. Yeah. And she, she <laughs> should have exploded upon contact. You're right. Or maybe more more bats should have broken in the process too. Yeah. I mean, if he broke one just by tapping it on his on his head accidentally. Yeah. Or no, on his shoes accidentally. Shoe. Yeah, not like, I would imagine like when he's making contact with the ball, it probably should yeah. break it. Everything should have disintegrated. Yeah, I think it, like the speed that he hit, the gust of wind should have blown all the like the fieldsmen's across oh, the like, field, <laughs> rolling <Yeah>. around. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Then now Eddie's like, hit a grounder, Pop. So Herman hits one into the dirt, and the ball basically drills into the earth and gets buried. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. I did enjoy that. Then Herman hits another one and knocks down the scoreboard. He's like, bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Herman hits one to third. It goes through the guy's glove Mm. and hand, leaving a cartoon hole in the middle of the glove. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. That man's hand destroyed. Now, Mm -hmm. Herman hits that. Then he runs the first, knocks over the first baseman. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, uh, uh," he's like, I don't know what to do. And then Derosha says, I don't know whether to sign him with the Dodgers or send him to Vietnam. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to go take out the Viet Cong, I guess. My thought is Herman's already done his service. He has. He so, so sign him to the contract for baseball. And stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's done his. Yeah. He's done his duty. You know, yeah. He well, doesn't need to go back. That, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Now we fade to Lily cooking spaghetti. Not sure. Grandpa uh, lunch. Bird's nest soup. Yeah. yeah, but it's bird's nest soup, his favorite. And I'm like, okay. And then a bird flies out of the pot and flies away. That's concerning. She was boiling it alive. I guess. <laughs> yes. Apparently so. And then she's like, well, let me know I scramble an egg. Grandpa wants to show this scene pointless again. Grandpa says, I want to show you this baseball invented. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. And she's yeah. like, enough of this baseball talk. And he's like, no, watch this. He says, this ball, this baseball invented makes every pitch a curve. So then he really, he really overhypes it, like to make sure with his windup, then that no matter what you do, it's going to be a curve. Yes, because his, he wildly winds up. His arms are flailing, his legs are kicking, and he throws the ball and goes out the kitchen door. Comes in through the window behind them, past Lily's head, and cracks Grandpa in the skull. It's like, yes. see, that's what I call a curve. That's an impressive curve. Like mm-hmm. at first, I thought it went around the planet and came back and hit him, but I think mm-hmm. it just probably went around the house or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Lily is all of a sudden super fed up with baseball. She's like, "I'm done. No more of this baseball bullshit." And Grandpa's like, what? It looks like, imagine Herman, a grown man of 150 playing baseball with young men of 55 and 60. <laughs> I don't even think they're 55 and 60. I think she's no. a lot of touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, everybody's so wildly in every direction. Now, this scene starts and ends and nothing in the story changes. Nope. Right? It's just a throwaway scene 
where grandpa gets to do a crazy wind up and throw a baseball. You're right. Nothing yeah. changes. You would think that this like crazy new baseball would play a part in Herman's tryouts yep. or something. Nope. Mm-hmm. No. You'd think I mean, it'd be like, is it just to establish maybe that like, I mean, because even when Lily has to have the conversation with uh, the, you know, the morgue or the parlor boss, like she's kind of uncomfortable doing that. And now like, like she seems uncomfortable with the fact that she may have to lie again the next day or something. Mm-hmm. I think even and she's, she's like, no, I like, I don't want to do this anymore because it's really it's stressful for her. She yeah. hates baseball. You'd think that that would be, yeah, the other B-sides. Like, Sherman's spending too much time on baseball and on time with the family or something. It's the like fucking weekend. Be... Let him go do this baseball yeah. thing. Yeah. Or, or that, that, you know, I was expecting her to have some comment about, you know, how there's going to be all those female fans. Oh, nope. yeah. None of that. Nope. She mm-hmm. just hates she just baseball. Hates baseball. Yeah. Now, we fade to Herman signing autographs. Uh, <laughs> Derosha comes up and Herman's like, get the fuck out. I'm signing this one's for Don Drysdale. Uh, so Derosha goes back and there's the, the newspaper guys like, what if Herman is all hit and no field? It's like, I got a plan for that. Derosha sends Herman to center field. How are you with flies? And I knew <laughs> this was the joke that was coming. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was coming earlier when uh, Eddie's like, hit some flies. To tell you the truth, they bother me a little in the hot weather. <laughs> Herman gets oh, gross in the summer. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, he stinks and the flies are everywhere. Oh, God, yeah. So Herman goes out to center field to shag some fly balls. And so they hit one out to center field. They're like, oh, no, he's going to run into the fence. Herman actually backpedals through the fence to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Herman, very pleased. He's so pleased. He's trying to like juggle the ball and he drops it. And then <laughs> you think that, that flusters him. <sighs> now he's going to play second base. You say you can play second. Let's play some second. Drosher tells him a scenario. There's a guy in first and the batter's going to hit the ball. You got to you know, get the ball. You got to turn double play. All this talk is kind of making Herman confused. He's like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but doesn't he like shout out and he's like, he's acting like he's some old baseball pro. He's like yelling at everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. Batter, it's like, you know? let's hear some chatter, boys. Yep. And he's, he's whatever. Right? Also, like my thing is like, he's explaining a very specific situation to Herman. Mm-hmm. And if that situation doesn't then happen in a game, Herman might just be standing there like, well, you said it was going to roll to me right here. And then yeah. I was supposed to tag the guy out. And if it doesn't happen, it just seems weird that they would, uh, like then he was very specific about the scenario that was going on. Plus, if I'm Herman, I'm also like, look, dude, like this is not the first time we've seen Herman playing baseball with Eddie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Plus, he Eddie he plays on a team, so he's probably going to watch games. He knows what's going on. Uh, Grandpa's a big baseball guy. Yeah, uh, he's mentioned that several times. Like he doesn't root for the Angels, just the Dodgers. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I know what a double play is. Now get the fuck out. Yeah. Pretty much. I know I know what to do. I've played second base. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to second base before. Oh, so that's a monster of a second baseman. It is. Yeah. He looks very much like he should be a, a first baseman. First baseman. He, yeah. Uh, like a left fielder, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Herman gets a slow grounder right to him. Like it, there's a person just off camera rolls him the ball. Uh, Herman picks it up, steps on second. The guy running to him. Oh, because DeRocher goes over. It's like, yeah. Try to knock him over. Okay, great. Like, he's, <laughs> you want to see what Herman's made of. He just ran through a fence, but yeah. try to knock him over. And this dude runs up to Herman, runs into him, basically bounces off of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And lays there dead. Herman throws the ball to first. The yeah, ball, he's dead. first baseman catches mm-hmm. it. He rolls backwards like six, seven times. 
first baseman's knocked out. Uh, Herman goes to pick up the ball. So the mm-hmm. ball's just laying there. Herman goes to pick up. Now what should I do? Throw's just like, <laughs> throw it home. The catcher's like, fuck that. Yep. Uh, I'm going back to the minors. He quits. The rest of the team quits. They're all like, we're out of here. Yeah. Herman's like, well, let me throw it to you over at third. And that dude freaks out because he already put a hole in my hand. Yes. Uh, and then, darn, Mr. DeRocher, no one wants to play with me. Darn, 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 darn. And That's then amazing. Herman throws the ball into the ground and explodes like a hand grenade. Mm-hmm. Yes. DeRocher then goes, I knew it. What? Yep. <laughs> what could you have possibly known? Yeah. Prior to this, that would this would not be a surprise to you. You would not have predicted this series of events. There's no way. No, there's no way you would have known this. I think and, he made he made a bit of a comment before, like when the guy was like, "How do you know he can actually, you know, a field and stuff like that?" He was or, fine or, in the field. Or, no, but like there's a there's a time where like he says something and and DeRocher goes like, "Ah, oh, I knew it. This is going to be terrible." Yeah, and so I think when this finally happens, he's like, "Yep, I." I knew it was too good to be true type moments. Yeah, uh, maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. Good call, Keith. At least that's how I interpret it. And then we fade to this clip right here. Lily, Marilyn, look, look. Look, it's right here in the afternoon paper. Look at this. DeRosha keeps mystery prospect under wraps. Tryout reported held today with Herman Munster, said to be the greatest long ball hitter in the history of the game. <laughs> oh, boy, Herman's got it made. We'll all be rich. <laughs> oh. Well, why are you so against it, Aunt Lily? Well, for one thing, I wouldn't want my sweet pussycat to... To be a star and get a big head. But Lily, you can't hold him back. He's no longer plain Herman Munster. Your pussy cat now belongs to the world. <laughs> Herman! Herman, congratulations. <laughs> Where's the contract? Huh? When do you start? How about spring training? Does it start early? Huh? I don't have a contract. What? I don't start anywhere. They don't want me. They don't want me. Oh, it's so sad. It's so defeated. Mm-hmm. This scene is a wild ride because grandpa comes in and he's so excited. We'll all be rich. Lily's like, this sucks. Last <laughs> week he was going to be a movie star and I was cool with that. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a baseball star, mm-hmm. though. I was proud that when she made the line about him getting a big head, that they didn't follow up with some kind of like, oh, well, that's, just, was, that's the head we put on him already. Yeah, that's the one that was already yeah. put on there, right? Yeah. Um, he does have a big head. He does. But so we get that. And it's like, they don't want me. Herman, Mm -hmm. sad, sad, Hermie. Eddie is like, well, we almost made it. He was signing autograph for Don Don Drysdale and everything. But then DeRosha, he made a call and he sent him home because they said it would cost $75,000 to fix Dodger Stadium (laughs) after every time he played. Grandpa, what a catastrophe. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I think my favorite part of this whole episode, Herman comes and there's no contract. Grandpa goes, what? Yes. <laughs> he flips out. What? The, but the way he says what cracks me up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Grandpa, what a catastrophe. Insurance companies wouldn't allow other players to play in the same field either. Then Lily, I hate this moment so much. Herman, I didn't want you to do it anyway, 
but I know how badly you must feel. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> so comforting. You. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Such a weird, like, ugh, they're so all over the place. Oh, I feel so sorry for you, honey, but I'm fucking great. Didn't have yeah, I'm so awesome. glad this didn't work out Oof, for you, man. Ehrman says he's all washed up and he's like, you can always play with me in the park. And the mayor's like, and I need you to help with my homework. What? What? <laughs> yeah, that was my thought. Too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was it, she's a nursing student. So like, I don't know, like, I don't know. She um, can like practice nurse stuff on him and he doesn't get hurt or like yeah. he's already dead. It's like a cadaver. That sounds I real creepy. Keith. I just, <laughs> um, yeah. 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 But hmm. also the Eddie line is great. Like he's like, oh, you still play with me, pop. Like mm-hmm. is Aww. such a touching little line there. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie's always so positive and polite. Then grandpa says, don't feel bad for me either. I won't. So I won't make a million dollars sponging off of you. I'll <laughs> learn to live with it. That, that was line. great. Yeah, I love that. That was very yeah. good. I like that. And it's Herman so sincere. So thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> yep. Billy says, we all love and need you in our own way. And I most of all. Then Herman's crying. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lily. Now look what you made me do. I haven't cried like this since Fran and Ali got canceled. That's an American television show using puppets. Yep. Created for children. Uh, it did not have a script. and was entirely ad-libbed all the time. Whoa. Broadcast from 1947 to 1957 in Chicago. Yep. Ten years. I know who Kukla, and Ali are. Yep. That's cool. Herman is crying buckets. Almost literally. It's oh. not a bucket, though. It's an ashtray, mm. which yeah. was weird. <laughs> I don't know. This disgusted me. The way his, uh, the water's just pouring out of pouring his out eyes. Of his head, it's yeah. spewing out like a faucet. It was like, just imagining that coming out of my own eyes, I was like disturbed, deeply disturbed by that. Yeah. So I'm now, disturbed thinking about it coming out of your eyes now, too. Yeah. <laughs> we come back from the commercial. Remember, the episode can finish at any moment now. Mm-hmm. Lily's looking for Grandpa, who is hanging upside down in the living room to watch TV. And then she's looking for grandpa so she can go, where's Herman and Eddie? Uh, they went to the park. Oh, not baseball again. She gets so angry. <laughs> By the way, he is uh, he's hanging upside down watching a cooking show to learn how to make an upside down cake. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's funny. No, they took a football this time. Mm-hmm. Lily Herman. Herman's always been great at sports. Like now she's all excited about sports. She's so uneven. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Remember back in Transylvania, he was a cross country runner. <laughs> the crowds used to run after him, yelling and screaming. And she's like uh, holding up her hand, like she's got a pitchfork. That's amazing. And I like that. Yeah. Oh. And then, like he said, Grandpa is watching a cooking show. They're about to give a recipe for upside down cake. That is not where the credits happen. Fade two. Thank God. Herman and Eddie at the park, because this does end in a great way. Mm-hmm. Herman and Eddie at the park. Eddie is snapping the ball to Herman. <laughs> Eddie snaps the ball. Herman punts the ball and it flies over the trees, much like the baseball did. Yep. Cut to that same outdoor area. And that same reporter <laughs> is talking to Crazy Legs, the GM of the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, how's the team? He's like, well, I'm worried a little about the punting. Something something nobody ever says. No, no one ever worries about the punter that much. And then the ball comes in and hits him in the face. Herbert's punt hits him in the face. (laughs) And I wish that's where I would said credits because that would be the great perfect ending right there. 
And then, of course, where's the nearest park? Eight blocks away. <laughs> Eight blocks. I think I found the answer to my kicking problem. No, 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 no. Take my eyes. Forget it if you don't want to go out of your skull. <laughs> Credits. Is this the best in stinger joke they've ever done that actually like ties in perfectly with the episode? Between this one and the aliens. Yeah. Um, get to. In the yeah. ship. Yeah. This when Herman kicks that ball and it hits him right in the head. Like if if they would have just credit rolled right there, if you would have <laughs> dropped to the ground yes. and credit rolled. That's all you needed. That's all you need. And then you'd be like, oh, is he going to play football now? And then you have a reason to come back mm. next week. Mm-hmm. I love that the cycle continues. Like, what's next? Like, he's going to kick a soccer <laughs> a hockey ball. Puck. Yeah, soccer hockey ball. puck. There's I mean, I else. assume at some point in time he's going to play football somehow. You would think. He's the perfect build for football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, I, I want to see, like, Herman, like, a bowling league or something like that. That'd be fun. Oh, mm. he's got to do bowling. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So that was season one, episode 29. Herman the rookie. What'd you guys think? I dug it. Mm-hmm. It is a very fast paced episode as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we, like when it finished, I was like, wait a minute. That, that was only like 15 minutes is what it's, is what it felt like. Like they really churned through that. Even with those, like a couple of scenes that you were describing, Jack, that are just empty and pointless throwaway scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I like this one a lot too. This is definitely, I can see why it's highly rated. I think it's definitely a top tier one. Not my favorite, but I think it's, yeah. It seems very focused for the most part. Derek, you point out some stuff. I was like, yeah, you're right. That's kind of dumb. I don't know why they did that. Billy stuff kind of weird. But yeah, just the all the jokes on the baseball field when he's like throwing them and people are scared to get yeah. to catch it. Mm-hmm. It's great. And I think that the, what's his face? The baseball guest star. What's his name? The Rocha. Yeah. The Rocha. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. Like he I was, was. Kind of impressed. I thought he was pretty good too. Yeah, so I, I definitely think this is a high, high top tier monsters right here. I, I I agree. This is one of the better episodes. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it is definitely up there. It wasn't cartooning enough, but it was pretty mm-hmm. cartoon. That hole in the glove was like, oh man, that guy, <laughs> his life is ruined right now. He doesn't have yeah. a hand. He never play uh, again. Like you said, DeRocher, Leo DeRocher was great as an actor. Uh, there's too much. They could have made they could have made a legit like episode out of this where like there's like a whole arc instead of you know here's Herman doing some sports stuff oh it doesn't work out right like, right they could have done a whole thing here where maybe they mm-hmm. weren't he didn't make the team and then something happened right whatever I'll take it uh, wasn't too bad I I do love the punt at the end on IMDb we have two reviews they're both ten out of ten so I'm gonna take the course they one. are. 2007, December 9. Who needs steroids? Not this guy. (laughs) (laughs) This was a very memorable episode, especially for us baseball fans. The subject matter made this one of my all-time favorite stories in the show. Leo DeRocher, a pretty famous player and manager for the New York Giants and Brooklyn Los Angeles Dodgers, gets it on top of the head. Recap, recap. Funny scenes, including DeRocher's trip to the Munster's house. Cool. Tryout session at the local ballpark. Herman shows the greatest power hitting and throwing in baseball history. Yes. So much so that in addition to the laps, he brings with the slapstick, a team couldn't afford to have him because he would demolish the stadium every time he played. <laughs> good episode. Good episode. That's true. It does have a 
you know, good circles with the intercrossing baseball. Like you said, baseball was huge at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the monsters were, I guess, popular. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. So that intersection, I can only help them, I think, to do that. Yeah. Nope. Quality episode. Mm-hmm. Now, way back in episode one of season one this of this crazy, crazy show, there was a babysitter that came to watch Eddie and nothing could break that woman. Nothing the monsters did. Nothing in the house. Nothing, but something has to. What in this episode would have broken that babysitter? Uh, it's when Herman comes home and Grandpa's like, Where's the contract? And he says, There is no contract. Grandpa's like, What? And the babysitter's like, What? Hold on. We did three episodes in a row with the <laughs> contracts. Oh, they they pulled the old switcheroo on me here <laughs> by making me think there'd be a contract uh, mess up error type thing. And they didn't do it. Damn you, uh, Beaver Squad. Yep, the Beaver Squad strikes <laughs> yeah. again, as yep. they say. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the babysitter, she's uh, she's kind of been, mon- she's kind of got some hobbies. We always know, we know she's got hobbies. And she's kind of been monitoring, like, the, like, tectonic plates and the movements of the earth and stuff, just <laughs> for fun. And one day, Paul Herman's out doing baseball. He hits that ball out into orbit so hard and she noticed a huge spike, like dangerously, <laughs> like shaking of the tectonic plates, like something's wrong. And so she starts to do the math and she realizes that that hit that Herman did has actually pushed the earth slightly out of orbit. And oh, it's no. going to, after in about like 20, 30 years, the earth's going to start to head out, drift into space. And she tries to explain this to the scientists. She tries to explain this to the news. Nobody will listen. They call her a crazy, a fraud, you know, all this stuff. She starts to lose her mind. She goes into fast forward motion and she runs out, gets in her car and drives off into the mountains to live the rest of her days. Yep. Until the earth crashes into the sun. <laughs> yes. I think she passed out from not being a fourth contract. And then she woke up, she said, Wait a minute. This was the third straight episode of Herman getting a different job. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that's true. And Still then she pulled out her hair, ran out fast forward motion, got into a car, drove into the mountains to live the rest of her days. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Keith, what do you got for the people? No, oh, I've got uh, the usual, and that is that was great, wasn't it? Uh, we're breaking down 1989 Karate Kid cartoon. I to believe if this is all landing in the right spot uh a friend of the show chris devos is going to be making an appearance uh on the show we're going to be covering i think they go to tijuana or something like that oh right oh interesting Karate kid in tijuana yeah, they go Mr. to mexico Man. someplace but i don't remember where but it's a fun episode there's a lot of fun little bits in it nice what about you terry no, I've got another show called Run the Real. It is, um, you know, currently on hiatus. So mm. eventually it'll be back. I promise. You know, well, I, yeah, maybe at this point, it seems like maybe I'm lying to you, but you know, you never know. Maybe it'll be back. It might rise from its grave after the three long years of rest and come out of the cave uh, better than ever. Uh, but yeah, so we got, we haven't even got episodes recorded. I just have to edit them. <laughs> I've just been busy with a lot of other things. Uh, so eventually it'll be back, but yeah, we do movies. We talk about like categories within movies. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones that I haven't mentioned a million times already, but I can't. So we do like director Paul Thomas Anderson stuff, you know, some are blockbuster movies was the recent one that we were doing before the hiatus, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, if you're interested, check it out. It's pretty fun. I enjoy doing it. So listen to it. Outstanding. And then. All I got is, hey, interact with us, Monster Hunters at, oh, yeah. on Twitter, uh, Facebook, 
Instagram, monsterhunters at gmail.com, patreon.com slash monsterhunters if you want to show us some love and get some bonus content. Ooh, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're there. We're here for you, people. It's the hundred right. moon. And yeah. um, oh, yeah, nothing Ooh, says send, send us pictures of the if you took pictures of the hunter's moon, send them to oh, us. Shit. That's right. Uh, see what so you got. When this comes out in two weeks, um, if you happen to take pictures of the hunter's moon, uh, right. send us those pictures. Yeah, that, <laughs> that feeds us, it gives us more power. So if you got them, yeah, <laughs> yep, I uh, eat each one and yeah, I consume its mm, raw energy. Three wolves howling at the hunter's mm. moon, please. Uh, <laughs> send, send us your application to uh, uh, be the new guardian of the oh, yeah, we're the guardians of the yeah. ship too, don't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, all right, yeah, there's That's right. lots and of if stuff. You, if you want to just like get hired to go push the ghost around a little bit, make sure they're not going to the corporate form, it gets a little close sometimes. So. Oh, That's man. more of an internship though, so just yeah. And with that, I think we should end this episode how we end every episode. Every week now, and I'm still perfectly sane. <laughs> yes, I'll rule the world with my secret. Yes, and I'll need you, Ted. I must have a visible partner. <laughs> I can tell by your stunned expression that you're pretty impressed. <laughs> Look, Ma. No hands. <laughs> I haven't come up with a reagent to make myself visible again. But what's the rush? I'm having a ball. Watch me closely. Whee! Ever see a shirt? Make a phone call. <laughs> Ooh. Pretty scary, huh? Ooh. Wait till you see this. <laughs> Uh, no, Griffin, you don't have to go all the way. Yes. Just listen for the sound of my voice. And you'll know where I am at all times. Come on, let's have some laughs. Griffin, being visible is the best. Nude man runs outdoor. Yeah, he thinks he's invisible, but he is most definitely not. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.